Hello, welcome back in. DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. We are back with you and we got a new plan. We do. We do have a new plan. Twice a week now. Early in the week, look back. Later in the week, look ahead. We've been doing them once. They haven't been timely enough. We got to get it. We got to get. In, we got to get into a groove here and figure this stuff out. So the figuring mo- out podcasts. Both can be a little shorter, right? But more relevant to what's going on right yeah, then. Exactly. So look for that. And uh, let's start with Colorado. How in the world did that happen? I have theories. You know me. I'm always theory guy. A couple things. Okay. One, the nature of a long season in Major League Soccer. You get you get into a groove, you get into form to be okay. British. Yeah. And then somehow it's just like the old knob on an old radio. If you go old school, it okay. doesn't work so much with the digital radios, they lock right in. Um, but you just you just get out of phase a little bit. You're just you off had, a little okay. and it doesn't click. And San Jose was terrible early in the year. New coach, Correct. 0-4. Nobody saw it coming, this awesome run. I think they were eight and one with a couple draws over eleven games. Mm-hmm. They've had a bad. They've had a bad month here. Three losses, a draw, one point in four games. What happened? Now maybe they're getting back because they beat Vancouver this weekend. But no one really Vancouver's saw them. Vancouver's pretty bad, though. I, I know, and so it might be false. And I'm trust me, I'm getting to that. There's <laughs> okay. parallels with our right. So maybe they are um, getting back to who they were, and they just had a rough stretch. You okay. have to go back and look at their lineups. They don't follow it close enough. You know. You miss a couple guys here and there, and and something happens. Now, for RSL, they had this great run from the Gold Cup that no one saw coming. Correct. No one said, you know, they really sucked in Montreal and New York, but it's not a big deal because it's just two road games, and you're probably only probably only dropped a point or two there. Correct. Realistically. Yeah. And it's going to be okay because they are going to come out, and they are going to kill it in June, July, and August. I don't think any of us, yeah. Nobody would. said that, no. and yet it happened. Yes. Now, you get up emotionally for LAFC, and I thought Arsenal was way up for that game. They were. I thought, no, they were They were scrambling. They were on roller skates. They were, you know, helter-skelter defending there in the first half. But it was still scoreless at the half. And LAFC seemed to lose a little something coming out of the locker room. Correct. And then the red card. And there's all this emotion, and they lose the game. Colorado, let down. Let down. Absolutely. Trap game. You can say it isn't going to be that way, but when you saw the first 45 – Lack of urgency. I talked snoozer, man. I talked to a former player. Was there? Well, it's a couple things. One, I think they lacked a little urgency, and two, Colorado jumped on them in a way that kind of put them on their heels. You know, they were clearing the ball, but they couldn't possess it. They couldn't get someone to hold the ball up there in the center circle while they got numbers for it. They clear it, but Colorado win it back. Two quick passes, and they'd be right under it again, defending in their final third. Yeah. And they couldn't. Now, at halftime, just like LAFC, you know, when you have that much of the ball and you don't finish your chances, it doesn't matter if you're one of the best teams in the league or one of the worst or stuck somewhere in the middle. You're, you, can't, you can't be on the front foot for 90 minutes. You yeah. know, something's going to happen. And so I think that if you have two things to take away from this game. One, you have to find a way to get a result. And when you're home, to get a win – when you're not playing your best, and they did. Correct. I, I'll give them credit in that regard. But I also wonder, okay, this is two games where they haven't been at their best. When do they get back to a lockdown so they can sprint to the finish? Because as good as they've been, and they're in second place, they're only two points out of sixth. This is everything that's happened to now has just set the table. It's almost like we're having a playoff to set up the playoffs. In a way, I, so 
watching this match, and of course, most people are probably wondering when we're going to talk about the final 10 minutes here with the two goals, the red card, all all of that. I have to say, I really felt like RSL got on track when Demir went up top. Does that make sense? Like when he started playing that combination play, I'm not going to go out and just outright say right now that Sam Johnson needs to be a bench player because he scores goals for you. He is a goal scorer. You went out and bought him in the offseason to bring him in to be that, and he's done that. But I felt like RSL was finally got on track when Demir finally got his opportunity to really start linking play in that midfield, in that attack. And that's what really kind of got them on track. I'm not here to say that, okay, you, you, like I said, you move Sam out of the lineup, but maybe Demir needs to play in a more advanced position at some, in some form or fashion. I don't know where you put him, but you've got to find a place to put him up top. First off, it makes total sense. If you go back and watch the broadcast, right before the sub, we saw Sam getting ready and we were talking about who it was for, or when we saw um, Bo, uh, was Plata. Bo, Plata was Plata getting on. ready. Mm-hmm. Who is it for? Plata had to go on the left side. Yes. And for a second, I did not think that they were going to take no. <laughs> they were going to take Rusnak off the field. No. So he had to go central. Correct. So it was either Demir or Sam who was coming out. Mm-hmm. And they give those two guys play the position differently. They give the team different looks. And Sam's speed you can't ignore. But I think the thing that happens is when Sam gets the ball, you look at his stats. <laughs> Zero assists. Yeah. Okay. He's a goal scorer. He's an out and out scorer. He's not a link yeah. up guy. He's going to get the ball and he's going to go to goal. He's going to go to goal. That's it. Period. So, End of story. And I think the rest of the guys, there's a little bit of stop and watch. What's Sam going to do? What's he going to go do? I get that. So it makes me think, DJ, that it might be time. And this is, I know this is almost heresy for some RSL fans. That you move Kyle Beckerman off the field, put Demir into that you, that four one four one. The problem with that, okay, is well, first off, that's what's going to happen this week because Kyle's suspended for yellow card accumulation. I get that. I get that. So they're without him. So Demir's going to be there, but because they're going to Portland, and the way to play Portland pretty clearly from watching Portland recently is sit deep. It is. They sit deep. Portland wants to the counter. They want yeah. to be in space. They want to get numbers. They want to use their athleticism and don't let them. <laughs> so, so sit deep and counter. Now, RSL won't do that, I believe, and nobody tells me this stuff. Okay. Um, Freddie seems to be a little more open with me than Mike Pecky, but only a little. All right. Okay, and there's zero chance he will tell me this. Okay, especially because as we record this, I haven't been to training Tuesday, which would be the first time I talked to him. Got it. But even after I go to training, he's not telling me that. I think there will be some high pressure in that game, but ten minutes or so at the most. I don't know. It'll be trade. The just the cliche would be they'll come out for the first ten to fifteen minutes and press. Yeah, but I don't know that they'll do that. Portland's had such a problem breaking teams down that RSL could hold a deep line. And in that situation where you're going to invite Portland forward, I think Sam becomes way more valuable because now their front four are going to come up to mid or their back four coming up to midfield Mm -hmm. and you can play a ball over the top to Sam's speed. Think of the ball Herrera played, that 50-yard ball that uh, Sam ran onto, ironically when he got hurt. Yeah, he latched Um, onto it, yeah. The first time they ever played Demir up top was on the road in Columbus and they were under it. 
they were in their defensive third, and I didn't really feel it was a fair test. When they moved Amir up there, I mean, there were national writers lighting Petke up, just <laughs> trashing him. What are they doing? He's out. Yeah. Of, they said, well, we've seen some stuff in training. We think it's worth a try, you know? And But they didn't... That doesn't lend itself to Demir's strength. Demir isn't going to outrun the back four. That's no. not his game. Yeah. And so in a game where you're going to sit deep, like in Portland, I think Sam's the right choice up top. Now, they could do the 4-1-4-1. Four, one, four, one. That's what I'm kind of advocating they, for here. But, but I don't think, because I think they're going to go 4-2. They are going to sit and make him possible. But Demir will still be on the field in he that He will two. be, and there will, he will be able to choose his moments. And the thing I like best about Demir is his trademark late runs. We haven't seen a lot of them this year, but he's very good at waiting. The attack goes, the heads are turning, everybody's Mm -hmm. under it, and here comes Demir late. He comes streaking up the field. And he comes in late into some gap when somebody, you know, they lose that little structure. You don't know who's off your left shoulder, right shoulder, wherever that gap is. Correct. And he finds and scores. Actually, he did it, but it was an assist, not a goal. Um, When they, uh, two games, uh, three games ago, they played a long ball down the left side. Oh, yes. And he took the pass from Corey. Uh-huh. Corey went down the left yep. side to Corey. And he got into a little thing, and he drew the defenders when he laid and it he off to Albert. Off. Yeah. That set up Albert's goal. So I think Demir sits deep in this game. I get your point, and that 4-1-4-1 is intriguing and out there. But it, we're at the point now where you dance with who brung you. You've got an interim coach. I, that's the kind of thing that they could work on in the off season and go forward with. Um, we're getting late enough in the year, I, I just don't think we're going to see it. One other note I wanted to talk about from this match coming out of Colorado yeah. is Joel Plata is trending up. And I know Dunny's been talking about this in the broadcast. New coach, new relationship. It's a perfect, whether it's true or not, I don't know that Freddie thought anything different from Mike. Okay. But there's something. But it's a new, fresh face and a chance to go to Plot and say, I think we're going to need you down the stretch, but we need you to do A, B, C, and D. Gotcha. And if you do that, and it's the same thing, you got to defend. He mm-hmm. had guys getting in behind him in Montreal when they he were did. supposed to be staying compact. Yep. He got drawn out and they got in behind him. And that can't happen. And so it's do it in training, and then it'll give you more of a chance in the game. And, you know, it, it panned out. He was dangerous. He was. <clears throat> He created the he created the goal. Interesting moment goal. by Rusnak, who's four or five from the spot, to let him take that massive penalty in stoppage time. It was, and he had no problem with it, and Plata had no problem with it, and Plata finished. And man, it is a game of inches because Tim Howard got a hand on that ball. He that did. ball clearly took a deflection on the way into the back of the net. Oh yeah, and it, it, it was if Howard's hand is like maybe an inch or two lower. That ball's out, and that's a scoreless yeah. draw, and we're having a very different conversation Correct. right now. Absolutely. And as long as we're talking about the last ten minutes, that red card, it was legitimately a red. By the letter of by, the law, yeah, by the letter but of law. it was in a gray area mm-hmm. that it could have gone the other way. Exactly. And I would just say that that red card was the red that Savarino got at DC United. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They were going for the ball. They didn't know the player was there. They weren't trying to, you know, gouge, you know, some five pounds <laughs> yeah, out of some guy's quadricep or, out, or yeah. face. Yeah, you're not trying to hurt him. You're just going after the ball. The boot was high. It was mm-hmm. dangerous. It wasn't deadly. But, but you got the red. By the letter of the law, so, that's what it is. Either one of them could have gone the other way, mm-hmm. but there's a consistency, and they both went the way they did. Correct. And they should be making the players 
safe and yes. make the game safer mm-hmm. so that if they're a little on the harsh side, as long as they're consistent, you can't complain about it. And I get the Colorado coaches got up and complained, but the RSL coaches got up and complained at DC United. You stick up for your guys. <laughs> you're trying to get the next call. I get that. Yeah. Don't go on and on about it. Yes. But I get it. I don't have a problem with the Colorado coaches being all sorts of fired up coming off the bench in the moment. I, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I, and even if they say something post-game. But I think big picture from the league, protect the players and make sure it's consistent across the board. And I thought that was consistent with what happened to Savarino. Savarino was hard done. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, for Kamara, that was a tough one. Um, I think the Colorado broadcasters uh, were referencing some stuff that happened with Brooks earlier in the match that he could have gotten a second yellow and been Correct. gone, which is true. Yes, but I thought Abubakar with his belly aching the entire match was getting close to getting his second yellow and being tossed as well. So I also thought he was really good in that match. He was no, he I was. A, he broke up a lot of combinations. He played for fantastic, but yeah. late in that match, he was really getting after that official. I was surprised that he got he was able to get away with what he was getting away with. But we'll we'll see what happens. You're right. At least they're being consistent about it. That's what you want to see is consistency. If it is, yeah, if it, it's a little bit on the harsh side, but as long as it's consistent across the board, I think I don't think anybody can complain because they're all getting even calls on in that regard. Portland's going to be desperate yes. and angry. We will look ahead to the Portland game coming up mm-hmm. uh, later in the week after we've uh, seen some training, talked to some guys, maybe have a little better sense. I'm going to try and uh, get a hold of some people in Portland too and kind of get a lowdown from their perspective, which could be more helpful than all the other stuff. Because I think with our, so especially with Beckerman suspended, we're kind of getting into known quantity stage Correct. here. Yes. Uh, Freddie did say last week at training, Freddie Wars did say that there could be a start for Plata out there. Well, will it be on turf and what can be a fast game if they're sitting deep, either Baird or plot to speed could help get in behind. So could Sam Johnson's. So I could see that going, you know, either way. Yeah. Um, and whoever it is, whoever doesn't start, I'm pretty sure we'll see at the one hour mark. The question is, who will we see them for? My guess is they could go with Plata this week and then they can bring Corey off the bench and put him up top for Sam at the hour mark. I think that's a good idea. Right. Because whether you're talking about the way that Portland wants to play, that might be the best idea. But they could, bring, they could bring Plata in and bounce Corey up top and then take Sam off. Correct. We'll have to yeah. see. All right. There you go. DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. We'll look ahead to Portland later in the week. Thanks for joining us. Check back.